Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. And hello, hello everyone. It's so exciting to be with you again. This is Helena Steinhornstein, Helena Margareta on Sedona Talk Radio with our wondrous world. This is a remarkable world, isn't it? It's a world that we can create the way we really want to. Of course, the world isn't always that good, but we can change it for ourselves where we are and make it a very, very special place. Today is kind of, in a way, a special time for me because I have not prepared for today. And maybe I should just show you that this is what happens. You know, things happen in life. You are not prepared for things. And I had planned to have a guest, but he couldn't make it today. But I could make it. And I just got back from a working trip, and I had many long drive, hours of drive to get back home. And when I came home, I was so grateful Oh, I'm home, I'm home, I'm back home. And you know, you have to be grateful in life. How often are you grateful for what you have and for who you are? Have you thought about that? But anyway, so we're going to have a little theme here about past lifetimes because I notice people are very, very interested in past lifetimes. But they put past lifetimes like a separation between them and them between them in the past and who they are today. When I say no, everything is together. You are still together with your past lifetimes in the person that you are today. And we live in a culture where everything has to be separated. Have you thought about the medical field? How in the old days when you had the old country doctor who on his bicycle, on his horse, traveled from home to home and looked after sick people and he saw how they lived. He saw their psychological setups and he looked at the whole body and he knew what was wrong. Today you have this cut up situation. You have an ear doctor, a nose doctor, an eye doctor, a head doctor, a throat doctor. You have a heart doctor, an arm doctor, a hand doctor, a foot doctor, a knee doctor, and then the stomach doctor, and it goes on like this. And then the nerve doctor, and just never stops. And the situation is we all belong together. Every organ works with the other organ. Your foot works with the rest of the body. Your heart works with the body. Your head works with the rest of the body. We are not supposed to be so separated. And when I work with people, I see how all these organs within the person actually is communicating with the other one. I see the liver. Usually I'm taken to the liver. The liver seems to be the conductor of the body. It's not necessarily heart that is the conductor of the body. That's what they say. But I see that the liver is very much in charge of how you feel with the rest of the body. Because when the liver is stressed out, it means it's just responded to your feelings. It means you are stressed out and you're sending signals to the rest of the body. And the first one to notice that is the liver. And now the liver sends all those signals to the rest of the body. And now is the time when something goes wrong in your body. So now you have the stress factor in your body. And now I'm saying, hey, we're coming into past lifetimes here. Because when your body is stressed out, memories are awakening in your body and can activate a memory of the past where you were sick. Let's say you had a heart attack in the past, your past lifetime or you had a weak heart and you were troubled in your heart. It could be just be that a broken heart from a love affair 
or a death in the family or something like this. Now this stress comes into your body and sends signals in through your body. The heart will respond and have another heart attack. I notice that so many conditions in your body are tied to past life memory. For instance, in a previous lifetime, you may have been in a fight and someone came with those knives and just cut into your body. And that is still sitting there, you know, the memory you take with you in the hereafter from the moment when you died. And I speak about this a lot on the show. That counts. That is what you bring with you through the dimensions into this lifetime. That's also the reason why babies come up with those strange things. I've worked on the baby with a, ho- with a heart, and the heart had a hole in it. It was the remnant the, of a memory from a past lifetime. In a past lifetime, that baby was a man, and someone just put the knife right in his heart, and he died with that knowledge because the thoughts that were sent through his whole awareness, his mind and into his body, were his cutting into my heart. And when this man was born again as a little boy, he was born with a hole in his heart. The boy is living nicely now. The doctors worked on him and I worked on him. And the combination of all that, that's fine. He's going to lead a normal life as far as I see it and also what the doctors are saying but with the combination of the two you know we had a good result so particularly with children who come up with those strange diseases that no one can explain and actually be healed through this kind of method I'm not promising anything I'm not a medical doctor I'm a doctor of divinity I'm a minister and that is the my headline under which I work as a minister. But I work on a spiritual basis, and I work intuitively. And what is intuition? This is something that we women have a lot of, and our men kind of joke about it. But this is not the way it should be. You know, scientifically, now, a couple of years ago, in 2011, I believe, it was publicly announced that intuition actually exists and it is valid. Yes, it is valid because they've seen the proof for it. But now the scientific proof for intuition has been found, proven and accepted. Listen to that, ladies. Tell your husbands because I know they don't know. Scientists today have, during the past few years, come to recognize that there is a link between good health and spirituality. And they have found that prayer and meditation, in fact, fact make you feel better and help you have a more positive outlook on life. We know that. We have noticed that, haven't you? And research has also found that prayer and meditation seem to be associated not only with improved immune system. Listen to that, everyone, who has an immune system that needs to be built up a little bit more. Yes, to eat all the greens, that's really good. All the antioxidants, great. But also prayer and meditation. That helps. The meditation that I teach, which is the meditation with the light, you allow the light to shine in through you, in through your pores, into your cells, and then it will be transported through the whole body. That is the meditation that I feel is the most effective for healing. And when you use that together with the intention I want to get well. You will. You know, because once you know the laws of nature, you understand and you feel and no explanation is necessary. 
for those who don't know the laws of nature, no explanation will ever make sense. Do you know that? Because they have closed their minds. And mind is part of what we are as a human body. We have four things, four pillars about our body, the way I see it. First, the body. Of course, you are your body. You are Betty and John and whatever your name is. And you have your legs and your arms and your body, your head and your eyes and your characteristics. You have your body. That is your physical structure. That's your building. That's your structure. Now we have also, of course, found out through thousands of years there is something called a soul. And we really didn't know what that soul was. But the soul is that higher you in you, that higher self. It is, in fact, the eternity within you. I call it your shiny light. It's part of the shiny light. Because what is the shiny light within you? It is the God force. It's spirit. It's the number three column. Spirit. What number we give it? it, I could give it number one. It's just an order. I have kind of put it right now today. Spirit is actually, spirit was that first. Spirit created body, so spirit comes first. That's the God force. That's the light within you. And that light within you is the most important thing about you. Because when your light is gone, so is your body. So are you. You are no more. Okay? So your light is the foundation of yourself. And the best way with the light is just to have this open mind. So now we have the body, the soul, the spirit, and the mind. Four things. And how do the body and the mind connect? Through the action. You set a thought into action. All is very simple. Now we have a spiritual DNA and we have the physical DNA. That spiritual DNA is so, that's where you have your past lifetimes. And that is the one that is influencing you all the time. I had a, a woman who was so much into antiques. She wanted antiques and gold frames and you know, all those beautiful china pieces around her and she just furnished her beautiful house like a chateau, you know, a French chateau or shall I say a German schloss <laughs> that's the castle that's the palace and she was kind of happy with that but it was just like an urge that she had in this particular lifetime and also opened in an antique store and loved everything she did about it now, she wanted to know about her past lifetimes. And it was so obvious. I saw this man who loved uh, antiques and he had, uh, he had all those uh, ideas in his past lifetime that he wanted the most beautiful furniture and paintings of his time. And he had a collection of that in his big house. But then he died. Suddenly had a heart attack. Maybe it was just his time. And the last words he had, I'm so lonely. He had given his time to the antiques, to the beautiful objects all his life. But he had forgotten to do something about his life with love and, and the happiest family life. So anything out there that is happening around you could be associated to a past lifetime. So you carry those things around you 
And I know uh, I mentioned and I have those examples and I'm not even going to mention them anymore because I said them on the show so much. But if it hurts in a particular part of your body and I look at that particular part of the body that is painful, then it goes back to how you died in a previous lifetime. I had a woman who uh, in Finland uh, had... uh, pain all over her body and she can could remember she had, they had those pains all over her body all her life and no one knew why and they just decided she was a difficult child who complained and they decided she was a difficult woman when she grew up with all those pains and aches and then I saw in a past lifetime she was on top of the stairs And she fell down. It seemed not even she fell down the stairs, but the stairs fell apart. And it was an outdoor staircase. And she fell onto the ground. And everything in her body broke. And she didn't die right away. She just was lying there for a little while and was feeling those pains and aches and was aware of everything and she couldn't lift her body she couldn't lift her arm because everything was in pieces in her body and when she came back as a child well she was immediately aware of those pains and aches instead of giving medication to that kind of would kind of just get your memories out of whack and would eventually kind of not be good for your body But what we have to do in this situation is to clean up your whole memory bank because we have memory uh, cells, cellular memories residing within us, telling telling us exactly who you used to be. And then you have had trouble separating. Now is the time when you should use the separation idea. Separate yourself from your pains and aches. And just know that within you there is a place that can make you whole again. And what is that place that can make you whole again? It's your mind and your spirit. It's the God force within you that kind of gets into motion through your open mind. Just let your mind be open and then things will be so much better. And all those skeptics out there with those closed minds, it has to be, as they say, scientific. They don't even know science. My best friends are scientists. I love being with scientists. They have so much more in common with me than all those regular people who say they're spiritual but do not quite dare to let go. Spirit is wonderful, but you have to let go of that fear. You are so much more powerful than what you believe. You are so much more powerful than what you believe you are. We have been so programmed in this lifetime. We people believe from the beginning that we have to get that place where we were born, for instance. We don't have to. We can move on. When I was a child, I grew up in Sweden and I didn't like snow, I didn't like what well, snow, if I could have fun in it, but I didn't like, like the cold snow all the time. And I didn't like that cold wind that was blowing through me. So I decided I was going to go south. And I meant south in its actual direction now, that I wanted to go to a better climate. And I did as soon as I can, as soon as I had graduated from high school. I moved on. Luckily, I had great parents who could afford to send me to college in another country further south. But then, after that, I had to do the rest myself. 
and was not to go back to the comfort of the north from my home country, my own language and so on. It was to set myself on the road to where I wanted to be in my heart. So can you. And I have an email here from Nancy. Uh, Nancy, I don't know where you live, uh, but it must be with that name. It must be either in Canada or in the United States. And she says, I'm stuck. I'm blocked. Can you unblock me, please? <laughs> what What can we do? And, uh, you know, the first thing you do when you are uh, blocked, and you are actually blocked because you are still in your past lifetime. I can see that. And you were a woman. And you were just kept at home. You know, it was terrible times for us women. No wonder we had to go into spirit. And spirit is freedom. And you have to open up your inner self, your higher self. So that is what kind of conditioned us to be more spiritual because we have long lifelines of that to to be in the spirit and just to open up and find freedom within us. And now I'm saying that lifetime when you were just kept home and you couldn't really go out very much. And that's another thing. In some cultures, you couldn't even go out and walk much. You have to stay home and be there. Not as a prisoner, of course, you were free, but still you felt like a prisoner. So history has kind of programmed us to be a certain way, and particularly with women. That is what has held back women also in this lifetime. And now I'm saying, no, you're free in this lifetime. You're free to move on. Yes, you are. So, Nancy, the number one thing is you are the general. You are the commander of your life. And don't say you're too young or too poor. Please, get over it. (laughs) You know, look at those successful people out there. No one really was given a silver spool in, in his mouth from the beginning. In fact, those who were born to rich parents are the ones who have real problems in this life to, to, to be successful on their own because it was too easy for them to move ahead. Life isn't that easy, easy, but it is not as problematic as we believe. Life was not meant to be a problem. Do you know that? Life was not meant to be a problem. But we have programmed ourselves to make it so problematic. And then there are all those people who are following the wrong gods, so to speak. What is the god they're following? Oh, the god of power. I have to have power. I have to be in control of others. My goodness, they're not even in control of themselves. They are not. Because if they were in control of themselves, there wouldn't be this horrible. They would be in control of themselves. They would be in in harmony with their heart. And the heart speaks a completely different language. The heart speaks a language of love and harmony. So first, what you do, Nancy, you take a deep breath. And I don't know if you're listening to this show, but I hope you are. You sit down and calm down and close your eyes. And you take a deep breath. And you begin to feel so good about yourself. More and more and more do you feel that there is a place within you called I am the light. And now you connect with that light within you. And it feels so good now to be in connection with that light. And the light is now residing in your heart, in your chest area. And it's rotating clockwise. And it makes you feel so warm so good within you. You love being in connection, being aligned 
with your heart. And now you begin to feel, I love me. And should a thought enter your mind, oh no, I don't love me, clear, clear, push it away. Push it away, brush it away. And just say, I love myself. You know, in my meditations, you never put in a negative word. You never put in a not and a no. Instead, you say the contrary. I love myself. I think positive thoughts. I think love, love, love. And now you are unconditional. Suddenly, you just send out love to all and everyone. And as you do, you begin to feel that light within you is streaming through your body. And now it's like you swirl in the light. The light is swirling around you and you are in a ball of light. Yes, you are in a ball of light. And it feels so good. It feels so great right now to be in this light. You are positive. You are good to go. And what is it that comes next now that you have found that peace within you? When you get stuck and you get that rushed, and then just calm down and do this formula. Within me, there is a place that knows all and sees all, that is my inner light. This is the God light within you. That is the God force, the light within me. It is my best friend. And now you stay centered with this idea within you that you are a spiritual being with the light within you. And you allow to just have an open flow around you. Don't get stuck that you must go a certain way. Or I must do this to get well. No, you must not do only one thing to get well. You must not do only one thing to be successful. There are many, many ways that lead to success. You know, you have the hub and the wheel. And then you have many ways to get to the wheel. So you know you can try many ways to get well, to get successful. Just try a different way. It's like if you have a lock and your key. And you know this is the right key for that lock. And you keep on putting in the key the what you know you know it should be put in and it still doesn't work and then you just feel ah maybe I shouldn't push it in so far maybe I should just do it this way and suddenly the door opens up the lock is unlocked you just did it a different way we get so stuck into having things being a certain way and this programming that we have No, that's not the thing. But in your life, from now on when you start, you require a certain discipline. Yes, you do. And a certain focus. Actually, everything is focus. What I do myself is that I focus in my work. My work is entirely based on focus. What is it we want? What is it the main idea now? This person came to me. Why? To feel better, to be more successful. That's why you come to me. That's why they come to me. That's why they even feel it's worth paying money for. And I do all I can to help them. And we have this exchange of energies. All you do is that you let go of being stuck 
in your old pattern of thinking, whatever it is. Open up. No mind is how you are aware of the world around you. Everything is awareness of the world. There's another word for it. This is consciousness. Your consciousness is what creates what is here on the world, in the world. When we have a consciousness of, I have to control those people. I have to have as much money as possible. That is your consciousness. But if your consciousness is that you love the world and you like to share your love with the world, that is what comes back to you. You know, I say to people, it's strange, I always meet people who think like I do. (laughs) I can speak to a stranger in, in the street. And they are exactly the way I am in their philosophy. And we get into conversation, and this is what we discover. I speak to people in the supermarket, or people come up to me. I seem to be that kind of look, I suppose, that people come up to me and ask me for things. Not they don't think I'm working there. They just feel, do you know where they keep the flower, for instance? Or if they're short, they say, oh, you're taller than I am. Can you help me to get that can on the top shelf? And then we get into conversation. And there are people who are attracted to come to me because we think the same way. So if you are having a stuck-up time, you are pulling in other stuck-up people. But if you have a stuck-up person who comes to you and you feel that you don't have much in common with that stuck-up person, well, you don't need him, do you? It's like my granddaughter said she she broke up with a boyfriend and she said, you know, he doesn't add anything to my life, only problems. (laughs) I think that's wisdom. And think about that with many things that you do. Does it add to the comfort of your life? Does it add to the goodness of your life? Does it add to the riches or the well-being of your life? Think about it. So why do you do it? So change something about your life. And know that so many times whatever is wrong there with you could be so well established because it's from a past lifetime, particularly when it comes to children. But then again, children can come to this world, and like I saw with my grandson, my oldest grandchild, who came to this world with incredible allergies. Well, he didn't come to the world with incredible allergies. He came to the world with a very strong sensitivity to this world. And that's because he is one of those crystal children. And indigo children, crystal children, you know, of a very high awareness already when they are coming here. And I spoke to a doctor yesterday, a friend of mine, and he said we have all those conditions with ADHD or whatever they're called, all those letter uh, sicknesses, conditions. And... uh, since he was a medical doctor, I wasn't going to get into stuff. But uh, So I didn't mention it. Well, they are children who came in here with a higher awareness than what we were here before them. We had to learn and open up. But they came in here. And when these children are, for instance getting medication of some sort when they are very young and before they have formed their immune system. You know, it takes a couple of years before you form an immune system. And when they get, for instance, a vaccination or medical something, they react very, very strongly to that. 
and it can throw off their whole system within them. And that's what I have seen. I'm not saying this to give a medical opinion because I cannot have medical opinions. I'm seeing what I'm seeing. I'm talking from my own experiments or experience, I say. I haven't done an experiment except for maybe that I have looked into people, seen them and given them of the light and they have recovered if you call that an experiment. I just call it plain giving them love. But anyway, so my grandson was given the vaccination and I knew from the start before he was born, I told my daughter, he is of a high sensitivity. You cannot vaccinate him. But then, of course, what what father would listen to the mother-in-law, you know. So they, my my daughter didn't listen to me. She listened to the father of the child. Of course, it was his child too. And this was, so they vaccinated him and all hell broke loose. Luckily, he survived that. He survived it, but it was almost he didn't. And then I started to see how his organs started to get black. One, starting with the liver one after the other, and I kept on every day brushing those organs off so that black stuff didn't come to his brain. And then after many years, four years or so, three, four years, that black stuff disappeared. I had to do it basically every day, brush him away from that. And he's now a beautiful child and brain like you wouldn't believe, very smart, but still very much with a stronger awareness. He's now 10, what is it, 12 so he has a very, very strong awareness of life around him. And he is still very, very sensitive to certain foods. He cannot have anything that has any kind of preservatives or chemicals in it. And also he's very restricted. It has to be organic and very, very pure food. And this is what happens with these children. They have trouble living in this world. Because this is too, so polluted here. And they also have to live far away from, you know, the big cities. They live on a beautiful island in the Caribbean where he is thriving because the air is healthy and fresh. But this is what you have to do for your children sometimes and make them feel well. Sometimes, you know, not everyone can do what she did with her child. It's not possible because we live in in areas where we need to get the provision for, for our lifestyle. And we need to make, you know, a living. And we need the certain things that civilization can offer us. So we have to take precautions. So what is it we have to do? We have to... Watch out for what we're eating, number one, and drinking. Stay away from all canned foods, number one. And only make it, make it organic foods, particular for these children. It's a pity they have to be treated in, in a way that is not healing for them. And that's the best way I can say it diplomatically. But I've seen these good results with other children, and it has really worked. So who is the one you ought to follow? Well, follow your heart, follow your intuition, follow your gut feeling. And again, I'm in no way knocking uh, medical treatment because we all have someone in our family, including us and myself, that has is still around because of medical interference. It's just that they don't know everything. And that is the whole point of it. They're trying to take over with medication for everything, for all conditions. Conditions that actually are not mechanical, as I call them, actually are from a different lifespan and are now just presenting themselves into this life today. That is the whole point with our life today. Well, why are we born again? Why do we come back to life like this? I've been thinking about this a lot, and I have different answers all the time. But the idea is, like uh, I said one of the other shows here, well, 
to have fun, really, but to be the best you can be in this lifetime. The idea is that when you come in, you come in a certain way with your problems. You know, you are a package of energy. And in this energy package, you have all your characteristics and you have your sickness and you have a blueprint of who you are. Yes, you are a blueprint for ages. You are a blueprint. And in this blueprint, you have all the plumbing and outlets and doors and windows and everything is. And now I can see where you have the obstructions. And this is what I do in quote. <laughs> but I do it intuitively everything. So you are a package of energy and in this energy package you have those residues of previous lifetimes. It lives within you. It exists there within you. And you cannot take that away. But anyway, so we come here to this life with this package that we are. And now we are supposed to improve ourselves throughout this lifetime. We are supposed to improve ourselves. And when we leave this lifetime, we are supposed to be better than when we came in. We are supposed to have acquired more knowledge and we are supposed to have improved our minds which means, again, we are supposed to have more of an open awareness of life and nature around us and of each other and of everything. And now looking back at some people that I've seen, they come in and they're nice as kids and everything else, and actually when they have left this life, they have been nasty little ladies and nasty little men. They haven't been here for their purpose. Because, and that's the problem. I'm not talking about the sad cases, the ones who die with the sickness, you know, uh, like Alzheimer's and so on, because that's still something uh, that I cannot quite know. But the only th- what I can say about people with Alzheimer's, I still can communicate with the people who are suffering from Alzheimer's in the same way as I communicate with the spirit on the other side. So they communicate very... And I had one lady, and I probably told you because there's such a good example, who her family saw that, you know, she had a brooch that she always wore on her dress in the home where she was, in the clinic, or what you call it, for her condition. And... Uh, the brooch uh, was always uh, in, you know, sitting on her dress, and uh, we, her son wanted to know what had happened to the brooch, and she told me, telepathically, being an Alzheimer patient, told me the nurse took it. She was a mean woman, you know. She took it from me. She took it off me. She took it away, and of course. I mentioned this, and, and he checked on the nurse, and she had left the clinic. She had been fired, evidently, because there had been incidents. But here you are. You can communicate on a higher level because energy doesn't die. Brain is part of the body. We have the four things that were body, soul, spirit, and mind. The body can die, particularly brain, you know, that your body is such... But you can still communicate with Alzheimer's patients as you can as if they have been dead. Sounds very strange. And as you can do with a newborn baby who cannot express itself, as you can do with an animal, because it's just we communicate on a higher level. So life is very, very interesting. So you are a combination of your past lifetimes. You are a spiritual being, and you are a dimensional being. It says in the Bible, uh, when Jesus says, in my Father's house there are many mansions. 
And I feel that goes back to there are many dimensions, not the similarity in words because there have been different translations, but we are many dimensions. There are so many layers about us. And that is what is the future that we will understand. And I'm saying another thing that is interesting. When I'm very high, and I mean high when I have done healing a whole day, I don't. I couldn't possibly do drugs, <laughs> but when I have when I'm high from healing, and I have had this light streaming through me all day, and I've had cases when I've been working from early morning till dinner time, without a break, and I've just been doing duk 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 one person after the other with the light. Of course, it kind of falls off in me also, and I then gone to my car, and I taken off. I started with the key. And the car has taken off without me doing the accelerator. I haven't touched the accelerator. What am I saying with that? I'm saying that we have frequencies about us that we have not used yet and that we can use a speed that is beyond this grounded, primitive like using gasoline and whatever. No, there are higher speed. And when I go in my car, then I don't use the gasoline. I'm just on the brakes all the time because it takes off. And I've had pan- passengers with me. So, hey, stop the car. What are you doing? And I say, well, I'm, I'm on the brakes all the time. <laughs> and that's what you cannot go this fast, fast. And it hasn't been me. It's just been my energy touching the wheel and being in the car. I have been with someone like me, a very good friend up in New York, uh, Sharon Hamilton, who works with the United Nations. And when she and I cannot take be on, in the same elevator, it gives it a short because our energies are so similar and so high. So we have to take different elevators. And if we are in the same elevator, well, maybe other people have to be there too to kind of level it out a little bit. So energy is very, very important to what we are and who we are. And I'd like you to keep in touch with me. By the way, my book, Constant Awakening, that will be a very good reading for you. Constant Awakening by Helena Steiner Hornstein. You get it on Amazon.com. In fact, it's cheaper through Amazon than what I sell it to you. They have sales at times. So that will kind of bring you up. And it's not, I'm saying, I'm not saying as a sale pitch. I'm saying this because I have so many people who say, you know, it's changed my life. I'm now writing a new book. And, uh, the work title is The Law of Togetherness. And The Law of Togetherness has actually, was written before. I had the title then too. But then the, uh, the, it came out, and I, I'm protecting that title, by the way. So uh, that was how I had an accident a couple of years ago and when I had finished the book then. And when I read it afterwards, I didn't like it. I'm now starting all over again, and it's almost finished. But if you have anything you want me to add to that book, I have everything in this book. It has cases. It has, you know, whatever I'm doing. Everything is in that this time. So it will be very good reading. I just wanted to announce that it's almost done. It's in the works unless something happens to me. (laughs) But it's going to be very, very interesting, a book. Uh, So um, we are now going to feel our way through the universe to your inner higher self and you relax for a moment and you feel that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all and that place is called I am the light I am the light. And you feel that focus of this light within you. This is the core of the one that you are. 
That's the God force within you. Your higher, higher, higher awareness. The light within you is your best friend. Is your higher potential. It is the potential that you might not have tapped yet. So you are a spiritual being. Yes, you are of the light. And now I'm thanking you for listening all the way to the end. And know that the light will be your best friend throughout your life. And you take a deep, deep breath and you know who you are. You are a child of the light. You are a child of the light. And you love you. Yes, you love the one that you are. And now you give thanks for the one that you are. You are a beautiful, lovely being. Yes, you are a beautiful, loving being. I am of the light. I am of the light. You go deeper and deeper still. Deeper and deeper still. I am of the light. I am a shiny light. And the light is my best friend. And now you should have a really good day. Contact me through my homepage, speakingtoyourheart.com. Speakingtoyourheart.com or Activale, which is another name, but it's easier to understand speakingtoyourheart.com. Activate is written A, C for Charles, T for Tom, I, V for Victor, A for Adam, L for Love, and E for Edward. A-C-T-I-V-A-L-E. My email is activemail <laughs> at gmail.com. And I'm here for you. My purpose is to help heal the world. I love doing it. And I'd like you to listen to this show all over again. So it's worth the effort. And Nancy, I hope you listen to this and know that the light is your guide in your life and that you deserve good things. But cut out any kind of excess baggage. You don't need that and evaluate your circumstances around you. It's worth the effort. It really is. And it goes for all of you. Have a wonderful day today. Thank you all for being with me. And again, hope to hear from you soon. I'm now going to Europe. So next time I should be in Europe. And uh, anyone who wants to see me Europe in Europe, I'm there for a while. So come to my lectures, come to my workshops, and please do contact me again. Bye-bye. Take care.